This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As we always do, we get the chance to visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Coming to you from the Lou Fuse Automotive Studios. Find out more, Fuse Athletic, and for a newer used car, Fuse.com. As well, the Ascension Charity Classic right around the corner, ascensioncharityclassic.com. And don't forget about Triad Bank. Walk into their doors, through their doors, walk into their lobby, and uh, ask for Jim Regna, and he can help you out with all your banking needs. Let's say uh, hello to Brian Walton. How's it going, Brian? Hey, great, Dan. Thanks for having me on, as always. You bet. Moises Gomez, want to jump into some of the individuals. couple of home runs the other night, and this is a guy that we've heard about his power. Where is he right now in the system, and do you see a time in which he might be called up? You know, it's a very interesting situation. Of course, Moises Gomez led all the minor leagues with home runs last year, and this guy got added to the 40-man roster over the winter, and I was among those who thought, you know, he'd come to spring training and compete with the likes of Burleson and Yepes for a bench job with St. Louis. That didn't really happen. And then in the month of April, Moises Gomez went back to, to Memphis. And, you know, you kind of expected him to start off strong. He only hit one home run the whole month, had an OPS of 592. And, you know, a lot of head scratching. Okay, what happened to Moises Gomez? Well, now the, the month had just completed in uh, May, Moises Gomez hit 12 home runs. Drove in 23 runs in 25 games, OPS of 1025. So that was the old Moises Gomez that we saw last season. And, you know, he's back on track now. And, again, because he has a 40-man roster spot, there's nothing that would preclude the Cardinals from calling him up the next time they need an outfielder. And, of course, you know, based on his April, there was no reason to do it. But the last, you know, three or four weeks, uh, Moises Gomez has been one of the hottest players in the system. And another player that people are clamoring for to see him back up here is Jordan Walker. There's been a lot of talk about reconfiguring his swing and what that would do for him, what the organization wants to do. Uh, What's the latest right now with Jordan? Yeah, I was kind of surprised about the whole swing thing with Jordan Walker because, you know, he's been in the system for some number of years. The Cardinals kind of knew how he swung. And I don't know, it just felt like, you know, when things started to go a little bit sour with St. Louis, maybe the pendulum got swung too far in the other direction. But, you know, according to what Jordan Walker said, he's now starting to uh, get into the situation where he's trusting his instincts more. He's had uh, two hit games and I think three of his last five or six games, and he's starting to hit the ball well again. Uh, he had a 761 OPS for the month of May. Not great, but there, you know, there's been more progress recently. And I think, you know, with a few more weeks of good play, you know, maybe he can get himself back in the um, the mix to come up to St. Louis. But just like last time, Dan, you know, the Cardinals aren't going to bring him up to sit on the bench. You know, he's not going to be a Juan Yepes and play, you know, two times a week. There has to be both a job open for Jordan Walker, which, of course, right now in the outfield wouldn't be an issue. But also, you know, he has to be playing consistently enough that they can feel like they can count on him in the lineup. I read at thecardinalnation.com. Pretty good news on Connor Jerpy. He was the uh, one of the top picks, uh, I guess it was last year or the year before, but a top prospect for the Cardinals. Looked like he may have been injured, but that's not necessarily the case, is it? Well, no. Cooper Jerpy, um, first-rounder last year, the Cardinals challenged him at high A Peoria, the only pitcher of that of that rich draft class that they put in high A. And he struggled a little bit the first month, had a 6.75 ERA in his first four starts. 
<clears throat> but then in May, in his four starts, 1.54 ERA, his last time out, uh, six innings of no-hit ball. So Cooper Jerpy uh, pitching very well, but Cardinals want to give him some rest. You know, he's thrown a lot of pitches on early on in his career. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that they're hoping will rise quickly through the system. He's uh, ranked, I think, number eight in the system right now, according to our rankings. And is a guy definitely with a, with a bright future. And, uh, you know, one year ago, he was still a collegian. Always like to get updates on some of the names that people know about so well in the minor leagues. One of those being uh, a shortstop second baseman. Some people are saying, hey, move him to the outfield because he's got a big arm and he's a guy that can cover some ground. We're talking about Mason Wynn. How has he fared so far in the minor leagues after having such a good spring training? Yeah, Mason Wynn, um, you know, again, had no AAA experience. Same as Jordan Walker coming up from AA and had an okay but not, you know, exceptional first month. Um, but really, in, in the month of May, played very well. He had an OPS just short of 800. Mason Wynn we're talking about, um, you know, continues to steal bases at a high rate and not get caught. Um, has got the strikeouts and walks pretty much in balance uh, on base of like 360 last month. So, you know, Mason Wynn's doing all the things that you want to see a top-of-the-order guy do. And defensively, as you mentioned, he's played second base as well as shortstop, which is important for a young player when they get called up because there may not be a job, of a full-time starting job at one position day one. So Mason Wynn has to be able to, you know, fill in where needed. And he's going back and forth a little bit, isn't he, with shortstop and second base defensively? That's right. And he played he played almost exclusively second base during the time Paul DeYoung was down there because of course Paul DeYoung was, you know, getting up to speed at shortstop. So and when Mason Wynn told me that he played uh, plenty of second base back in his high school days and that's not a difficult position for him. So, you know, and we of course know that he's a, a plus player defensively at shortstop, not only because of the range, uh, but the arm that he has. And so this is a year for of growth for Mason Wynn and you know, the only way that we'll probably see him in St. Louis is if there's some injuries and, you know, they need to uh, to bring him up sooner than they would, would normally be doing. But Mason Wynn is making very, very good progress, you know, again, for a young man who's who's just 21 years of age. How about Yvonne Herrera? We talk about him a lot. We saw him make a major league debut last year. But uh, Yvonne Herrera, how has he fared so far? Well, you know, folks are going to get a little bit of a scoop here on scoops. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm busy preparing uh, my view of the players and pitchers in the month. And Yvonne Herrera had the best month of any hitter in the system uh, in the month of May, in my opinion. And that it starts with a 1126 OPS. So, um, you know, 353 batting average on base of almost 500. Um, 14 extra base hits, which is the second most in the system. But I think what was most impressive to me about Yvonne Herrera's month was that he actually – um, walked more than he struck out. He drew 18 walks against 15 strikeouts. And what that you know, tells me, Dan, is that uh, Yvonne Herrera has now you know, really mastered AAA pitching. He understands how to, how to deal with pitching at that level and hopefully will prepare him better for the next time he gets a shot with St. Louis. How about what levels are playing well? It, it is about development, but you want to see winning along the way. What, what levels right now in the minor leagues are playing well? Memphis started off very hot because they had very, very good pitching. Of course, now uh, Matthew Libertor is with St. Louis. Gordon Graceffo is on the injured list. So the pitching hasn't been as strong. But the team that has really played well is the Palm Beach Cardinals, which is the entry-level uh, low-A club. They are 28-19 um, and 19 and in first place in their division. And there's some very interesting young pitching uh, who's been powering uh, the, the Palm Beach Cardinals to their uh, successes. Um, Edwin Nunez, a, a right-hander from Cuba that we talked a lot about a couple years ago, uh, can throw 100 miles an hour, but had a lot of trouble finding the strike zone. 
Um, listen to this number, 19 strikeouts against six walks in 13 innings. Wow. 1.32 ERA for Edwin Nunez. Very, very good. Um, Hansel Rincon, who's a right-hander who's in the rotation, his last four starts last month had a 1.82 ERA, had over 20 uh, consecutive scoreless innings. Um, uh, Bryson Moss, Motts, who was uh, one of the Cardinals' draft picks, early draft picks last year, 2.45 ERA in four starts last month. So a lot of good young pitching uh, at Palm Beach, and that club's uh, playing very good winning baseball. Well, you mentioned the pitching. How about Dakota Hudson? Kind of a forgotten man right now, but certainly could help this club, the Cardinals club, at any point in time. Well, yeah, Dakota Hudson, um, you know, has, I think, 70-some major league starts. And, you know, it was expected that he would pitch in the rotation. Hasn't really come back from after post-Tommy John surgery and uh, did not make the team this spring. Um, went down to Memphis, uh, had a 5.40 ERA in April, uh, and then uh, went on the injured list for a month, missed a month. And so now he's just ramping back up. Hudson uh, allowed one earned run and two innings in his first outing, um, two earned runs and three innings in his second outing. And then he's pitching again tonight, uh, Thursday night, in his third start for Memphis as he's you know sort of building his way back up to you know being able to pitch a full complement of innings. So we were talking about the levels that are competing well. What players are standing out that maybe fans don't know about? You mentioned some of the pitching, but other players that maybe are standing out for you. Well, there's another pitcher that I wanted to mention, Palm Beach, Joseph King, who got a shot in the rotation, but uh, now is working in relief. Um, 25 strikeouts in 19 innings of relief, a long reliever, uh, a good-looking young guy. Uh, on, the, on the hitting side, uh, Michael Curiel, who's an outfielder, um, had an OPS of 950 for, for Palm Beach, uh, an on-base of 470. Uh, so Michael Curiel is a guy who might get called up to Peoria from Palm Beach. Luke and Baker continues to hit the ball well. He drove in 29 runs in 26 games last month. Pretty impressive. Slash line, basically 300, 400, 500, which is, you know, ideal for a hitter. You know, he's just a guy who doesn't have a home with St. Louis. Uh, Mike Antico, uh, outfielder that we talked a lot about last year, all the stolen bases. He stole 11 bases last month. Had a 925 OPS at Springfield. So, you know, some of these good young hitters are starting to step forward as well as pitchers, and that's encouraging. Even though, you know, the teams are generally uh, at or under 500, uh, Memphis started off very strongly and has, has slipped back. Springfield hasn't had a good record. Peoria started well, but uh, has, has better hitting than, uh, than, excuse me, better pitching than hitting. So they've uh, slipped back down to a little bit under 500 as well. Okay, we'll wrap it up. What are you working on right now at thecardinalnation.com? Well, the most immediate thing is our uh, pitchers and hitters of the month, and we not only name them, but we also go through all the stats. We show uh, finalists, a number of others who are doing well, a lot of the guys we've talked about today. And then um, next Monday, the 5th, the short season rookie-level teams start up, and that's the uh, Florida Complex League Cardinals, which play in the backfields in Jupiter in the afternoons, and the Dominican Summer League Cardinals. So we'll have previews of those two teams as well, and we'll have weekly reports about those clubs uh, we have a reporter who covers the games in uh, in Jupiter in the summer, and uh, we'll report on the Dominican Summer League Club as well. As always, Brian, thanks for doing this. Great work, and everybody head to thecardinalnation.com. Get your subscription. It's outstanding coverage of the Cardinals minor leagues. Hey, Brian, thanks. Thanks, Dan. Oh, you bet. We'll catch up next week. Thanks for doing this. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.